0: You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You are listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops for the smart wrestling fan. Here are your hosts, Vlad the Impaler and Silica Steve Valley. Dynamite. Dynamite. The Fallout, the AEW Dynamite, the yes. Fallout of Revolution. And opened with a singles match, which a little quicker than I thought, which I was happy with. And your boy Ray Fink goes over and Matt Hart, Matt Hardy, Jesus, Matt Jackson, decent match. Good to start us off.
1: Then. Who's your favorite Jackson, by the way? I have been mean to ask you it this.
0: It's a weird man, because I, in ring, I like Nick a lot more, but personality I like Matt more. And I don't think okay. I'm alone.
1: in yeah, that. Uh, I'm sort of undecided. I like them both. I, th- I think, I mean, honestly, probably they're going to go down as, great as the greatest tag team ever. I mean, but I, you know, I'm still, I'm still sort of like a year in year and a few months into this, you know, versus just seeing a couple of matches out of Japan. And, and honestly, I saw them as generation me back in the day. That's where I first saw them. But, um, talented guys yeah i was just wondering i didn't mean to distract you but i was just curious
0: no you're good i i mean i don't i don't mind who's so who's yours you you kind of just like them both i
1: i I like them both i I don't have a favorite like um i i really enjoyed them going against uh mjf and and jericho with their dad and all that like you saw a little bit of a different side to them turning it up a notch and and i just man i would just love to see them out there with omega at this point man just like you know, it's just, I, I there's something about that. I think, you know, them being the rulers of that company for the most part, them and Cody, I guess, uh, and just being out there, just being totally grandiose and just badasses about it, and being the Bullet Club pretty much out there, and the, the elite of the Bullet Club. So, but yeah, it's just, that's, that's, I don't know, man. It's just like, I don't, I don't like the whole, I don't like them playing second fiddle to Gallows and Anderson because I saw them in WWE. I know talent wise. Yeah. Carl Anderson's a great wrestler, but it just, why are they playing second fiddle on their own show to this, to the impact tagging champs for some reason? I still don't get that just quite yet.
0: I don't think that they're being second fiddle. What I think they're doing is they're still baby faces, and they can't come out and support Kenny Omega, who just tried to blow a human being up. It's one of those things. And <laughs> look, hey, look, I, hey, you, you to yourself, you just started watching these guys. I'm telling you, the situation. They are. Not they are going to turn and they are going to join Kenny, but they're going to make you wait for it. They're going to draw it on a little bit because they want to have a little bit of a baby face front here. (laughs) And so it'll happen. Just calm down, baby. It's all good.
1: I hope they turn on gals and Anderson.
0: Yeah, that would would be that that would be amazing. Then we saw uh, for for the first time ever that we saw Kingston and Omega. I like that promo. Ah, Kingston was a little weird, though. You're right there. I will say that.
1: Yeah, like I thought, Mega was great during it. I laughed at him. Like it just, it was just like, just funny them two having a drink and stuff. And it's just. Uh, oh, Moxley. In, yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Moxley, and it just. Uh, um, he was just being cool about things, man, and it just played it off right. But yeah, I'm just Kingston. I can't. like, It's the accent. It's the shaved eyebrow. It's just like oh god.
0: Well, it's a little bit embarrassing. That's fine. It's, it's fine. What was he talking about? I don't know. Um, Anxiety. And then, saw, and then we then of course we saw uh, uh, Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson keeps on getting fatter. God bless him. <laughs> He's like wearing really tight sweaters. Like why? Uh, Cody <laughs> Cody goes over and Penta basically calls him out in Spanish using uh, using the Spanish Alex. Abraham Abrahantes mm-hmm. was which is his name and uh he said something a revolution you lost and basically you know why and he said something what was the line he said about his kid
1: um like basically he was saying like he almost like threatened his life and wouldn't get to know his own unborn daughter something yeah like that i thought oh. <laughs>
0: Oh, he's gonna hurt his arm so much he's not gonna be able to pick up his new baby. Okay. Maybe and I that made him lose it. <laughs> that made him lose it, really? I thought it was worse than that. It's not I don't that know. Like, What's the deal? yeah, like it wasn't that big of a no, I remember being it wasn't that big. Why I would I, I remember wondering why a guy who's supposed to be super smart would get that pissed off about something like that. Like he's gonna break my arm? What big deal, you know?
1: Yeah. It's uh, hurt anyways. It's,
0: Sting came out with uh, Tony Schiavone, cut a good decent promo, good, good Sting promo, a good what have you, and my boy Lance Archer comes out, cuts a badass promo, and then Jake Roberts just yells something in the microphone while Archer's trying to say his last line.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Was, I, I, was, I thought of you immediately. Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, like you mocked him.
0: And Archer's trying to get this line over, like I'll wait, my, yeah. I'll wait my time this time, Sting, but Stinger, Stinger, man, yeah. Stinger. <laughs> hey, hold on, Jake. I got it. Jake, Jake, just calm down. So, Sting, you understand the things that I'm bringing to the table in my Sting, Stingy, Stingy, Sting, Sting.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Why the fuck are Archer, Archer, Archer literally. Eyes?
0: Why does Jake Jake still an Archer? I stopped to ask that.
1: Archer, Archer, Archer literally had like, like two and a half seconds left just to finish the thought in the sentence. And then Jake Roberts is like, give me that microphone. Stand up.
0: I can see them ordering fast food restaurants. <laughs> I get like Jake's in the passenger seat and Archer's buying up. Hey, how you doing this evening? Uh, Lance Archer, Jake Roberts. Uh I'll take a number one. Uh, medium with a Coke. How about you, Jake? Fries! Fries! I know, Jake, but what else kind of fries? Hold on a second. Oh, also, can I also get a number two for my mother? Yeah. What else do you do, Jake? Fries! Burger cheeses! Just yelling like a child.
1: Yeah, and he's thinking this is so entertaining. Uh, you know, it's this is not doing good for the uh, aura of Jake Roberts, man. The, the, they gotta, like, figure out how to sort of uh, reshape them a little bit.
0: They might be afraid to let him go or do something drastic to, cause maybe they don't know if he can handle it. <laughs> you know, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know if that's the case or not. I have no idea, but he's, he's, he's overcome so much of his demons, you know, he had more, he had problems with his demons. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Most people in his profession with his demons have been dead for 20 years. Better his age. We talk about guy. Addicted to pills, addicted to booze, cocaine, smoke crack on camera in a bag, you but they didn't show it. Pussies. Cowards. So, anyway, so that happened. So, I guess they're foreshadowing maybe Lance, or I guess Lance Archer's turning heel soon. So, I don't know. I hate these weird baby face heel turns, what have you. My boy Q T Marshall continues his heel turn. He walked away from his boy getting beat up. Lee Johnson. Um, how? What did you think? What did you think about the Alex? Mar- what did you think about the Hangman Page spot with the Dark
1: Order? Um. Yeah. It's, I mean, that was okay. I mean, I, I mean, Adam Page now is uh, the mower of wands, right?
0: Yeah, that's a big deal,
1: getting a good lawnmower. It is huge. It's huge. It's getting uh, becoming the mower of lawns. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's okay. I mean, like, it, it's just... Uh, I, when I look at the Dark Order with Adam Page, he's not necessarily officially their leader. It's just like he's friends with them, right, officially. Is that where we're going?
0: You know, maybe they're going to eventually get together, man. Maybe this love story is how it's going to be. <laughs>
1: I mean, what are the I – mean, this is a romantic comedy that they're writing? I Really,
0: on? I've been telling you that, and and I've been saying that since I realized it. It was similar to – and, and Vlad the Impaler, we're here in high spots of Cheap Pops, Vlad the Impaler, Silicon Steve Valley. Vlad the Impaler, you mentioned this when we talked about one of our favorite movies, The Big Lebowski, and you said it's actually a – uh, I think you said like a detective yeah. a detective story. Yeah. It really is. They're not detectives, but it really is a detective story. This is really a romantic comedy.
1: So it seems that way. It really is. It's
0: like it's yeah. like, you know, it's Hangman is if you've seen Bride and Hangman.
1: No. Yeah, I did actually I did, I did.
0: Hangman is the chick, right? The the mm. main the main lady. Maya Rudolph. No, not the main, no, 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 no. The the main character. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. 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 There's too many eyes. Anyways, she is the hangman, and the Dark Order is the cop that had a weird accent, even though that was never explained.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how that Irish guy got the uh, American cop job. And on a local level.
0: It's bullshit is what it is. Fucking dirty Irish are taking the taking our jobs again. Wow. As an Irishman, as as Jesus. from from heavily of Irish descent, I guess that's okay.
1: I don't know. I don't know yet if I'm going to edit that. I was offended, but we'll just go, We'll just roll with it, I guess.
0: Now you're Eastern European. You're just hairy. Uh, Tony Shivani was going to call yeah. out Christian Cage, and then. I think what happened was magic. One of my, probably my favorite part of Dynamite uh, withstanding the end. Kenny Omega, and usually AEW doesn't do this shit. They don't do the interrupting thing because it's been so played out by every opening of Raw ever, probably. When was the last time Raw had someone open and didn't have somebody
1: I don't watch it. So uh, don't. Like when somebody retires.
0: Yeah, if someone retires, or someone says a goodbye, or if someone is a new champion, yeah, then he had that. But even then, they usually get interrupted.
1: <laughs> like the time Mark Henry was trying to retire, and John Cena had to come out. Oh, that was great.
0: Fuck <laughs> you, ain't retired, motherfucker.
1: He looks so <laughs> pissed off.
0: So Kenny Omega comes out and how great was that when they basically they're saying that the bomb didn't go off and they're not going to confirm or disconfirm why as to why, but they'll say that they took your your moment away from all of you. I thought way Don Callis really constructed the work, what they did with the explosion was really great and like I said before, the only thing that they missed was the moment, uh, was the actual moment. Other than that, all the storylines can <clears> kind of go as planned, except Mox is going to have to get hurt in some other capacity, which will probably happen next week. Yeah, with a good brother's. Yeah. You know, maybe another surprise from the Bullet Club shows up next week. We'll see. But Omega comes <laughs> out. Omega comes out, and then they think. And they start talking shit on Kingston, and, and they're making fun of him because he sold it like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and Kingston comes out, starts talking shit to the Good Brothers, Kenny and Don Callis, and uh, then they basically mock him about the countdowns. Like, I know you're not that intelligent. We'll do. It. We'll do another countdown for you. <laughs> and they do another countdown, and then Kenny Omega gets on the ground and says, "Quick, Don, sixty-nine, me." <laughs> And I, my wife and I laughed out loud for like 10 seconds.
1: Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was a good way to make, it was a great way to make lemonade out of the circumstances and then just play the joke on Kingston. I mean, it's a great, um, you know, target, to, uh, to sort of uh, displace what happened there on to. And it just, it's going to be interesting, man. Like, I think Moxley's going to be gone and Kingston's going to be the lovable, like, face is getting his ass kicked. And, you know, that's that's the route it seems like they're going to be going until, I guess, Moxley returns. And, you know, these two guys are going to be pals uh, again.
0: I think it's going to be some really good television. And, and I don't think, I think Eddie Kingston, you're, A a tough nut to crack when you don't like somebody, for the most part. I will say that. You you very rarely change your tune. You you know, you still hate Tito Santana, for Christ's sake. Just kidding. Right. But, so I don't know if you're ever going to like Eddie Kingston, but I can tell you he's going to be much more likable as the baby face. I'm telling you. It's just the way it is. He's going to be much more likable... And in my our, my wife isn't so deadlocked in maybe, and her IQ, wrestling IQ isn't as well as yours either. Maybe that's why. But at the end of the day, she actually liked Eddie Kingston this past week for the first time ever because she hated Eddie Kingston even more than you. So Eddie Kingston won well, at least one fan over. So there you go. Did something right.
1: You're, you look so bad. You look so bad. I feel like him. Uh, it's like you're. I'm dealing with a Eddie Kingston drug dealer pusher here. I'm not. I mean, is it, should I? Should I? I mean, should I embrace his wonderful finisher, the backhand slap? I mean, if he hit you with it, you go down. Boom. No, I wouldn't. No, I knocked that guy's ass right out.
0: Uh, maybe if there was some ice there. But anyways, oh. How are you doing, by the way? You feeling better?
1: I feel great. I feel better than Eddie Kingston. <laughs> you feel that heat? I mean, he, That's mean, he so, that you ring. You, you, seri- you seriously have enjoyed an Eddie, Eddie Kingston match? You're, you could say that to me straight-faced. I liked all his matches with Moxley.
0: <laughs> I thought the last Moxley match was really good, actually. barbed wire on that, on the, ah, whatever. Hey, look, man, there's chocolate and vanilla. Stop, stop
1: Kingston shaming me. (laughs) Stop shaming me for not liking him. I'm not. I'm just explaining to
0: you why people do, I'm just explaining to you. Other people might change their tune on him.
1: He's a glorified manager, man. All right. We'll see what happens. He's
0: Enzo with less hair. Oh my, oh, fuck my gosh. Yeah,
1: I just said that.
0: I can't wait to make these videos, and you are going to be blasted with your chicanery and your negative vibes. How, how am I wrong there? I don't agree with you. I think Eddie Kingston's cool. i mean, seen the best of Eddie Kingston in AEW yet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, good God, Jesus. <sighs> I'm not going to condemn him and say, fuck this, and then bitch about it every week. I'm going to have an open mind to see what he does. I liked his promo with Moxley on, on Wednesday. So did my wife. Eddie, could, Eddie Kingston could have been William Dafoe in Spider-Man, and you still would be shitting on him.
1: Is that the high watermark for acting for you? you know, like That is the greatest role in movie history. The Green Goblin. I could have went. Last, I mean, they're both from New York. I
0: could have. I could have went Last Temptation of Christ, or I could have went Mississippi Burning, but no, 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 no. Had to go Marvel. Oh wait, yes, yeah, that's Marvel, right? It's Marvel. Yeah, had to go to Marvel. That's Marvel. You did.
1: You did. That one you like, Disney. Listen, we just got sued you know, by Disney. That's awesome. you we... like Eddie Kingston could have easily been a. Uh, you know, a bit player on the movie or like a, uh, My Cousin Benny or something. He would just been awesome in that. Joe Pesci is like...
0: He would be a good Jesse Pinkman friend
1: as well, I feel, from
0: Breaking Bad.
1: I don't know if the accent will really blend well in New Mexico, but okay. Yeah, well, look, bud... Maybe he
0: moved from New York and became one. I mean, Jesus. You don't think he looks like one of those chaps?
1: I mean, you don't think he looks yeah, like Yeah, he could he definitely he, you don't look think he can like roll with skinny guys. Pete.
0: You yeah. don't think he could roll with skinny Pete, homie?
1: Yeah, he could. Yeah, skinny Pete. Yeah, yeah. What was the, what was the big guy's name from uh, Breaking Bad? Um, bear. Something about the other a Bear, dude. I think. Yeah, it was an animal. Yeah, I was trying to think what sort of, and it was like a bigger animal. Yeah, he could definitely be a part of that crew, but he would not have any spoken lines.
0: Ah, fuck, did I rather have him there? I wish he was AJ Soprano. That life would have been a lot better.
1: You know what? You bring up the Sopranos. I actually went and watched the first episode of the Sopranos in the first time in a long time. You know what caught me off guard, really, man? I couldn't. I just I couldn't get my my mind past it. I didn't realize. The dramatic nose job that Meadow had—I didn't either. It, it, not, not, saying this, go back and watch that that episode entirely because I know you're a busy guy, but just to fast forward it and just get to Meadow, I I, I actually watch. I'm like, is that? I'm like, is that her? I actually had to question it, and I'm like, wait, that is her, but she's had dramatic like rhinoplasty.
0: Hey, I got a question. Sure. If I go back and jerk off to Meadow. First season, she's like 15. You should be long in jail. Possibly. (laughs) So anyways, after that, we head on our way over to the women's division. I forgot they had one for a second. (laughs) Uh, All the baby, I think three of the six baby faces that get on TV on Wednesday nights uh, three of them were the, against the other the three of the four heels. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. But, yeah, Karshida, Ryo Mizunami, and Thunder Rosa against Native Beast, Nyla Rose, Dr. Britt Baker, and the cutest wrestler on the planet. My love, my crush, even though it's a little gross, because I think she's 12. She looks like she's 12 anyway. But... Uh, <laughs> But my girl, Maki Ito, who I've been a big fan of and a Twitter follower of hers for a long time. Well, a long time being in Twitter, lands like six months to a year. I think it was like a year ago I started watching. And she's just hilarious, and I think I've talked about her. So she looks like she's going to be in AEW fairly consistently. She has not signed a contract yet. But she's clearly over big with the fans. So I think that's kind of what Tony was waiting for to see. And I think you're going to see Maki Ito be a star. And she's actually fucking around with the Dark Order
1: on being the elite. So yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It was definitely a highlight. Hey,
0: motherfuckers. I love that little girl. And if you haven't seen Maki Ito and, or if you didn't pay attention to her or what have you, she's the cutest little little Japanese girl from – woman from Japan, opposed to the Japanese girl from Ohio. Say China. China or something, yeah. Well, it still wouldn't be Japanese. But anyways, so, would- so she comes out, and she's just awesome, and she says the raunchiest shit. And they haven't even shown you that yet but you, they've shown you a little bit of her attitude she is, does give the middle finger pretty consistently yeah she, she does a thing with the head Would you, what was your impression of Maki Ito?
1: fast forwarded through that entire shit that was the one thing I fast forwarded
0: through
1: you, you sex- Rose out there oh, I, I didn't give I, I couldn't just crucify me already, Silicon City Valley, because... No, I agree with you. I, I,
0: I, no, I agree with you. I actually fast forward through most of the match, except I checked yeah, out, you know, wrestled. So Yeah, I'm, it's
1: just like, you know, it's not enough there for me to keep my attention, And I'm like, all right, let's Yeah, just I'm, go I'm 100% the, with you. I did,
0: yeah, it wasn't, not the match. I did fast-forward to see what they were doing with uh, Britt and, and Thunder Rosa, and I think for only the second time... The women are going to have the main event on Dynamite next week, and that's going to be Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, and I think there's some kind of gimmick with it, but that's cool. Uh, I'd like either – it would be a lot cooler if it was for the, the women's title, but at the same time, they are building a a A has a very dominant champion, so they put her over big time on both broadcasts about how she is the most dominant champion in AEW history. She
1: has a- oh, yeah, you know – you know what's one thing I caught in that match with your girl from Japan? Her ability to hit somebody in the head with a microphone is laughable.
0: Yeah, dude. I was like, Think. What was with that? Now, I don't know if that's how she is and that she's just trying to get it over like that. That might be the case because she's <laughs> yeah, a was weird. Like... She has a weird situation going there. Like the way she moves in the ring, that that diving sideways headbutt. Mm-hmm. Like it's just she's a very unique wrestler. She's probably the most unique woman's wrestler in AEW, if she's consistent. But you're right. We'll see what happens. Are you looking forward to the main event? <laughs> I think it should be good. You got Britt Baker and
1: Thunder Rosa. What? And well, what what are they what are they wrestling for? What like why is that the main event?
0: Uh it's their grudge match. It's gonna be their blow off. And they've been feuding okay. for a couple months now. So I think it's gonna be their big blow off that they're having. So there's that. And then we can kind of put the bow on it here and talk about the, possibly the biggest news of the night you would think. Yeah, it was definitely the biggest news of the night was, Oh, actually we have to also talk about Christian cage did come out and have a little interaction with Kenny Omega. So is Christian cage to the front of the line? Absolutely. In AEW. I don't know if I like that.
1: Uh, it's interesting because, uh, like I don't think it's gonna be a long drawn-out feud. I just think you're gonna have maybe one pay-per-view match or something. And of course Omega will go over. Uh but it's it's a it's a little bit of a message to like other people at WWE, like, hey, if you have the talent and the abilities, you come over here, you're definitely gonna be in the ring with you know you have the chance to be in the ring with the greatest wrestling wrestling today. So Yeah, and
0: Kenny is If you didn't believe that, because a lot of people, and I don't know if, and you might have been one of them, I forget, but a lot of people during the tag team run in that first year in AEW, a lot of people were kind of putting them to the back burner. Like, oh, is Kenny really that good? I haven't seen him. And I was one of those people that questioned, yeah, we haven't seen the Kenny Omega that I fell in love with that I've been watching since 2016. You know, that wasn't the guy that I loved. So you're starting to see him. So that's great. But people are now acknowledging the fact he is the very best in the business and every kind of match, he pushes the limits of what professional wrestling is. And if you listen to his philosophy on it, he really is trying to do some things that have never been done before. And if they have, do it better than it's ever been done before that's kind of his vibe hence this explosion this exploding death match was probably something he and Mox were like hey why don't we do this oh wouldn't it be great if we do this and then they concocted it and and again I don't want to beat this horse but oh man if that thing worked that would have been one of the best angles and best performances and executions of an angle in the history of the business it really would have been If it was as great as people thought it was going to be. All right. So anyway, we got the inner circle war council. And this was a really, I loved, loved this segment in a lot of ways. Some ways I was a little bit, what have you, but I don't think anyone saw. If you didn't see it, folks, Vlad, what were you, what were you going through as this was happening? What's, what's your go? What's your thought process while all this was breaking down in front of you?
1: Well, I got to be honest with you. I feel like an idiot for not connecting MJF to that group that ended up coming out. And just to give uh, everybody the Cliff Notes version of this, you have the situation where it looked like the inner circle was going to go and like turn on Jericho, which I thought was going to happen, and then maybe he would just team up with. Uh, Sammy Guevara and create the less uh, X gods once again and maybe go on a tag team title, sort of push there. Um, but that didn't happen. Sammy comes out, uh, breaks up the war council, council, had a hidden camera, showed that MJF was working behind the scenes uh, with uh, Hagar and um, uh, Santiano Ortiz, basically looking to go and screw over Jericho, and they were playing off those three guys particularly sort of playing it off as if they were going to follow MJF's lead. You get out there. MJF looks to go and unleash the hounds on uh, Sammy Guevara and Jericho after that happened. But hey, those guys are tried and true and they were going to go and turn on uh, Jericho and they, they were about to go and just pummel MJF. And then what ends up happening is an incredible turning of the screw where... The lights go out, or MJF says, Hey, uh, you know, I don't think he said something to the fact that he was going to lead the inner circle. Go ahead and say, Yeah, MJF was great. First of all, he's always great. Everything,
0: everything he I haven't seen him ever be like, Oh man, he could have done that better. He's begging and pleading. He's like, I'm sorry, I wasn't, I promised Chris, I wasn't trying to steal your army, I wasn't trying to take over your army. Then he looks at him. Cause I've been building my own army, something of that effect. I think mean, it's that, or I've been building yeah.
1: my own. Lights go out. Cut the lights go out. Cut the black, and you could hear the, the the murmurs in the crowd, if you will. Lights go back on, and then in the ring you have none other than Wardlow, which you expected. Uh, FTR, Tully Blanchard, and Sean Spears, which a week earlier. I mean, Orrin Anderson's giving them this, the four horsemen symbol, so you're thinking, oh, my God, this is the reclamation of the four horsemen. And you're thinking, holy crap, is MJF going to play the Ric brick Flair role of the four horsemen for the next 20 years mm-hmm. on AEW? Which, which maybe is a possibility in some sort of variation. But then they just went and kicked that living hell out of the inner circle. And, man, did they do a number on Jericho. That power bomb that Wardlow hit off the stage was a good one, um, and Wardlow's just a monster. By the way, man, just a, the way he looks out there, holy crap! Yeah. But you have now aligned MJF with what some people consider the best tag team in the world between them and the Young Bucks, of course. Yeah, I am uh, one of those. You know, I'm for sure. You know, yeah, you know, I'm high on them, man. I I I, I lean towards them a little bit more than the Young Bucks myself.
0: I'll give you the shout yeah, out. You, you were telling me about this. They, I don't even know if they were called the Revival yet when you first started telling me about them. It might have been when they first first started getting called the Revival. And you're like, check these guys out. Yeah. Wrote throwbacks. And you told me how great they were. And because <laughs> of your recommendation, I started watching NXT pay per views specifically for their matches. Really, it was yep. the tag team matches because I missed really good tag team. <laughs> and you're right. Yep. Every match was fucking awesome. Every one yeah. I'd ever seen.
1: Those guys are just such geniuses in the way they lay out a match, man. They're just so talented. And there they are. They're going to be there with MJF, Wardlow, and then you have Sean Spears as well, along with Tully Blanchard. So you and I are not math geniuses. Actually, I'm not a math genius. Silicon Steve Valley, you are most certainly a math genius. It's more so, syntax, you know, we, but yes. <laughs> you're especially awesome coding. We know that. And um, so we have five gentlemen there. In total, so perhaps it's not the four horsemen. Maybe it's the horsemen. I don't know, but I'll say this: I do follow Wardlow on Instagram, and he posted something interesting. Did you see it? No, I didn't. I'm listening. I'm okay. Okay, all right. So let me roll with this. So Wardlow, picked, you you're going, so, baby. Yeah, Wardlow went and posted a picture of you know them on the stage all together, and one by one, and to the furthest on the left was Wardlow himself, then I think it went like FTR uh, or or MJF, FTR uh, Tully Blanchard and then Sean Spears so Wardlow goes and actually posted emojis lining themselves up with the people in the pictures he was the first one on the left the first emoji on that left was the picture of like a gorilla Okay, he's like a huge dude Gorilla, what have you. Then MJF, FTR were horses. Then he gets to Tully Blanchard. It was a goat. Obviously, the greatest of all time is what they're portraying. And then Sean Spears was another horse. So you actually had four horses, a goat, and a gorilla. So I don't know if they're planning on using Wardlow as an enforcer above and beyond for the actual horseman here. But he tipped his hat in a certain way. And I'm not saying they're going to call themselves a four horseman. I, and again, I'm a huge fan of the horseman. I, I'd be fine with those guys being the horseman. But it was interesting that he actually threw that out there, man.
0: I'm telling you right now, their talent does things just to fuck with fans. I'm telling you, they do. Mm-hmm. They talk, The Young Bucks have talked about it on interviews, that they post things just to fuck with people. So I don't know. I, so I always kind of wait. I always take things with, with a little bit of a grain of salt. However, it's kind of specific, you know what I mean? So it was, and I, and I definitely think it's, it's plausible because the whole vibe with Wardlow and MJF is that Wardlow works directly for MJF. Wardlow was never technically in the inner circle in in many respects, because it was always yeah. – he paid the – he you know, he, he was paid specifically mm-hmm. by MJF. And you're right. He is a monster. He's going to be – but that's crazy. Yeah, I that... mean, it, 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 I don't know if they're going to be the horsemen. This is the, my question, though. Where are you putting Arn Anderson involved? Arn Anderson, Anderson has got to be involved in whichever faction becomes the four horsemen, this eventual uh,
1: stable. I would love to see him involved in it, man. I hope he is. And the thing is, there's a Cody thing going on here where Sean Spears went and busted up Cody, right? Obviously, they have, you know, a little bit of a beef, you know, on camera. And then you're seeing like that was it? uh, What's uh, Cody's um, uh, group called? The Nightmare uh, Collective. No, the the Nightmare Nightmare Collective.
0: No, and the, the Name Meal Collective was that awesome act with yeah. Brandy,
1: yeah, where they were cutting people's hair, right? So, um, so you have you have uh, what's his name, the guy from Freehold that just walked JT Marshall, right? He's yeah. leaving, and it's like they're breaking apart a little bit, man. I, I don't know Marshall, what route the they're going, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, QT Marshall, and um, so he seems to be leaving not saying he's going to be a horseman or anything, but I mean, what if like Arn Anderson does turn on Cody and decides to go and join the horseman? And you know what, man, like you and I sort of thought like Cody was going to be in, in the horseman. Is that like, you know, it's a pretty safe assumption that you and I were sort of kicking that idea around now.
0: Yeah, and I don't know what they're. I. It seems with Cody, he's really think, focusing on brand building right now. He's, I don't know. Cody hasn't really done much interesting things in terms of wrestling lately. He's been doing. He did the spot with Shaq, which is is what it is. And yeah. that, and then he had that match where you know he was a star in the match, but he he didn't really do anything crazy like the rest of them did. You know what I mean? So Cody's
1: yeah. Cody's got to pick but up some dream here. Pretty soon. Yeah, like I, th- I thought if he joined the Horseman, unlike, say, his father, which was always feuding with the Horsemen, I thought it would have been like a new age of the Horsemen, if you will. But it seems like they're going to their roots, going to avoid it. And this, again, it's another guy that turned on Cody and MJF. So you have literally two guys that have attacked Cody in that group. Yeah. <laughs> That is you funny. Know, between MJF and Shawn Spears. So, you know what? Maybe Arn Anderson does turn on him. I would definitely. Maybe think Dustin, That's a possibility. Maybe sure. Dustin. Maybe Dustin steps up and becomes more of the Arn Anderson type role.
0: Perhaps. I am not sure what they're. It's, it's. And your guess is as good as mine in this instance. I believe that. This is not gonna be the horseman faction as of yet. I really think they we're not going to get
1: that moment. We see this? Exactly. Yeah, that. Yeah. Because we would have like if they did that after powerbombing Chris Jericho of all people, it would have been nuts.
0: Yeah. But they left too many doors open. AEW is too good at details, you know. <laughs> unless they're unless they're blowing up bombs, right? But AEW, in terms of storylines, they're almost – you can make an argument to a fault about that they're too detail-oriented sometimes.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, hell, you know, I say that one thing where they're, you know, early COVID, where it was just the wrestlers in the in the crowd. MJF was just hanging with Sean Spears, always gambling. That, that yep. was sort of interesting. I forgot about that.
0: And they were actually singing Jericho's theme song back then before it was popular. Yeah, yeah. True. I was like, MJF was really digging it, you know what I mean? It's, it's gonna, it's, I'd rather not Sean Spears be there, but hey, look, this is his opportunity. We'll see what he's made of, you know what I mean? But I, I don't know if this is the floor. I, I they have to have an ingenious way to get Arn involved. Does, do they start fucking with Cody like you were saying? And then that's how Arn gets involved that way. But right now, why is Cody... Why would Cody mess with them?
1: You know what I mean? Unless yeah, they just pull have
0: scores settle. to settle.
1: Well, you know, well, these this group is going to be going against the inner circle for now, right? Yes. So Okay, so... Cody's in the wings.
0: Cody's got to fight. Like we said, Cody's right now, I guess he's going to have a program with Penta. Yeah. And... I don't know. I mean... I I don't know what that does for either one of them really what are they doing where where are they going after that you know is Cody gonna lose I don't know you know like either that feud to me who who wins who is just something cool to see okay I'm down with that too but at the same time Cody Rhodes is supposed to be one of the big names of this company and right now I don't as as a wrestling storyteller he has not moved me at all in months and I get it he's dealing with a lot with home he's also trying to build a brand start a new television show but what you know where's the dude who wrestled Nick Aldis for the NWA championship you know where's the dude who wrestled Jericho earlier a year and a half ago or wrestled MJF a year ago you know I, I don't know
1: What do you think? I mean, I know, they did I something think. very unique. I, I, I don't know. They sort of did something unique where they, you know, put it out there where you can't go and wrestle for the world title. So, sure to him just going after Darby Allen's TNT Championship all the time, like that's sort of exactly. repetitive, you know, like
0: yeah, I don't so. want to see Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes in a match for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, maybe this is the time to go build his brand and, you know, he's a recognizable face. He's doing shows with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, exactly. Wrestling Shack.
0: you know? Yeah. It's just the silly stuff, man. And I'm not, God bless him. And he's got to do it because he's trying to get more eyes on the product. So I get it, mm-hmm. but he's not moving me and I'm, and I'm not one. He's in the, he's in the service industry. If he's not entertaining me. I'm going to, I'm going to say it. So. Mm-hmm. He, but he's not going for me. He's he's Kenny Omega has got me. He knows other guys got me. He's going mm-hmm. for the he's going for the WWE viewer. That's who he's going for. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I think you're right. I think Arnie Anderson will will eventually join forces with those guys.
0: And then you have two two valets or two managers and. And an enforcer with – it's a lot of people for four horsemen, man. Uh, but then again, the horsemen did it. The actual four horsemen did do it when they had the five of them, when it was with Mongo and Jeff Jarrett.
1: <laughs> Let's just I hope it's match as good as that. Boc- I, 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 yeah, I saw a match with uh, – I think it was on Bachamania on Instagram – um, where they had a Mongo match, and it was like the horseman with Mongo against um, Kevin Sullivan and I think the Dungeon of Doom. There are there was a, a sequence of moves in there between Kevin Sullivan and Mongo that you will laugh out loud like three <laughs> times, man. It was like, Mongo was just so terrible. Uh, like, it was so bad. Even the announcer didn't even know where to go with it. It was great.
0: Was it the one where he like picked Sullivan up and kind of dropped him? Got up and yeah, stood. Uh, I mean, it he was, did something, and then he. Sl- it was
1: just really. He, Mongo yeah. tried to hit him with like a shoulder block. Um Sullivan sort of like fell down, hops back up, double stomps Mongo into the with like the stomach. Yeah. Mongo jumps back, and if for some reason. Jumps into the corner under the second rope as if he was about to do some high flying maneuver, and then just jumps off. Yeah, it was so bad. It was in the corner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I do remember that. Yeah, it was so bad, man. But yeah, it's just uh, those were the glory days of the Horsemen, right there, man. Yeah, that really
0: Mongo really ruined the mystique of that quick, man. They were still viable oh. before Mongo
1: joined. Yeah, yeah. That's a history lesson for wrestling promoters and fans to learn when you look at that era of the horsemen and see how bad. I mean, my God, man. Flair's like, I'll make it work, basically. They probably drank together one
0: night. Yeah, Flair and Mongo probably drank together one night with Kevin Green, God rest his soul. Like, oh, we can do this angle right here, right? No, 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 no. Woo! It'll be great, baby. You know, and everyone, you know, and WCW 2 Just like Tony Khan is doing, they want to get more mainstream eyes on a product. So yeah. that's what they did with that. So, but it's Oof, man, I don't think the juice was worth right the squeeze on what we had to deal with with Mongo. Have you seen him lately, too? No. He must be four hundred pounds.
1: Really? I didn't. Oh, I he blew up, dude. Did he? It's really crazy. All- was, Jeff Jarrett, was Jeff Jarrett actually ever
0: with Deborah officially, or was it just on the screen?
1: Great question. I'm not sure.
0: Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening to High Spots and Sheep Pops with Vlad the Impaler and Silicon Steve Valley. This is Silicon Steve Valley. Please check out our, our videos. Please check out all of our social media. Please check out... Our podcast, like, and subscribe, and check out part two of our AEW Dynamite review from March 10th, 2021. This is Silicon Steve Alley for Vlad the Impaler, and this is High Spots and Sheep Pops.